0: Hello, Gatherers! This show is brought to you by ComicWild.com. If you love comics, check out ComicWild.com, your media hub devoted to comics, the comic industry, and the pop culture that surrounds it. Now on with the show! Welcome once again to another wacky and zany episode of Indie Comics. I am your host, Jeff, and I'm pretty sure you've heard me a time or two on the Grand Geek Gathering, on many a spot, and just whatever shows you've had the pleasure of listening to. Today is July 28, 2015, and let us just see who else is with me this fine day. This is Tyler. Now without further ado, let us broaden your horizons now when visiting your local comic book shop with another dose of Indie Comics with Jeff. Now for selected comics for the week of July 28, 2015. Now for Archie, we have issue of a new series called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, written by Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa and artwork done by Robert Hack. Sabrina has gone to hell and is bringing her companions with her, risking everything and eternal damnation itself to rescue Harvey's consciousness from the pit. Meanwhile in Greendale, Madame Satan attacks the Spellman House, but has Hilda and Zelda to deal with. And, well of course, cousin Ambrose as well. So quite interesting there. Now for Aspen Comics, we have Psycho Bonkers number 3, which is the third issue of a five issue miniseries written by Vince Hernandez with artwork done by Adam Archer. Now in this third issue, Shine's team has reached the third leg of the Super Bonk Rally as the competition intensifies. Take almost like an anime version of like a 2000 AD run or something like that. Almost like Cannonball Run, but a little more, a little bit more fun. Find out just what else has brought Shine to ascend in this race and what sacrifices she had to make along the way to get there as the pages unfold of this crazy rally in the making. Now for Bongo, we have Simpsons Illustrated number 18 written by Matt Gronin and artwork done by Mike Rote. Snowball 2 gets elected mayor of Springfield, yet it's not all fine for the town. On top of being responsible for another possible British invasion, history itself may yet be repeated once again in Springfield. And when Chief Wiggum tastes chili made from the merciless peppers of Quetzaltenango, strange things start to happen. Now, for IDW, we have Shrinking Man Number 1, which is the first issue of a four-issue miniseries written by Ted Adams and artwork done by Mark Torres. Now, in this comic book adaptation of Richard Matheson's acclaimed novel, Protagonist Scott Carey faces daily challenges he shrinks a seventh of an inch day by day and deals with a lot of pressures along the way with that. And for Red 5, we have Drone Number no. 3, which is the third issue of a four-issue miniseries, written by Scott Chitwood and artwork done by Randy Kints. Weaver is now a hostage of the enemy drones, and his friends go on a mission to rescue him. But what unusual source of help do they seek to do so? Find out in this penultimate issue of this spectacular four-issue miniseries. Now, switching our gears, let's go to our blast from the past, reviewing an oldie but goodie. The one we are looking at today is Love and Rockets. Now, this is an ongoing comic penned and drawn by the Hernandez brothers Gilbert, Jaime, and Mario. Stories contained in the series' volumes are completely independent of each other, with brothers Gilbert and Jaime doing most of the stories concentrating on a focused set of characters as well as their development. Now, it was among one of the first comics that followed in wake of the Alternative Comics movement of the early 1980s. Basically, in a nutshell, guys, Alternative Comics was something that was kind of independent for its day. It's something that didn't follow the big two. It was also known as Underground Comics. It was where people started to try to pen, write, as well as publish their own material. And the Hernandez brothers are like the perfect example of what was going on at this time and it still follows a a tradition and enduring legacy even in today's independent comic book world. Now the first issue of Love and Rockets was self-published by the brothers in 1981 but in 1982 Fantagraphics which is an independent comic book publisher picked up the book and republished the issue with a color cover. Now the comic itself was published at a magazine size which was something pretty unusual for comic books back in its day especially if it was an ongoing Usually you had your standard uh, comic book size, and we've all seen them before. But to have a comic actually in a magazine size is something really to be said for back in that time, as well as pretty unusual today. With either Gilbert or Jaime, or any of a number of of contributors doing the cover art, depending on whose turn it was, they tended to rotate. It would be Gilbert's turn one time, then it would be Jaime's, as well as other contributors. So it was definitely a group effort. The first volume... By the way, it has three separate volumes. The first volume was from uh, 1982 to 1996. That was a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. A very long time ago. The second volume was roughly from about 2001 to 2007. And the third volume has been roughly going on since about 2008. First volume, like I said, ended in 1996 with 50, with 50 issues total. Well, the second volume ran from 2001 to 2007. And you had around about 20 issues in standard American comic book size no more of this magazine size going on. But a third volume started in 2008 as Love and Rockets New Stories and currently had its most recent issue which is number seven penned in February of this year in 2015 and is done in a 100 page graphic novel size issue. With regard to the book itself, since there was no centralized plot, the brothers Gilbert and Jaime went in their own directions with the worlds they created. Now Gilbert on one hand for instance, focused the narrative around a circle of characters in a fictionalized Mexican village known as Palomar, with the stories often revolving around magic or realist elements, as well as other ideas. Now, Jaime's, on the other hand, centered on the Locas Tales, which was looking into a local Hispanic social group in Los Angeles, most specifically interactions between part-time lovers Maggie Chascarillo and Hopi Glass. Now, Gilbert's Palomar run in the original series had six separate storylines, including stories about the nefarious sexcapades of a warped ladies' man, the attempt of a self-righteous American reporter to besmirch the village of Palomar's reputation, and even symbolic allegories to historical race riots in American history. I mean, they were alluding to the 1992 L.A. race riots, for example, in this. I mean, they really touched on some major social issues of the day in this book as well. Now, Jaime's Locust run in the original series looked into issues of science fiction elements, but also looked into emotional breakdown and aftermath. It followed punk rock lifestyles, also looked at ghost visitations, and even used elements of Peanuts and Dennis the Menace-inspired artwork. That's awesome. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's <laughs> that, that won me. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a hodgepodge, basically, of everything. And I really emphasize the punk rock lifestyle because... And we'll be looking at this, especially when we look at the brothers and how they came to be in the comic books world. Now, one interesting aspect of this book is how time goes by in the narrative in a relativistic manner despite the medium's constraints. In other words, it's still real time, it's still going on, things are going on. It's not like some comic book, it's not like some cartoon where everything is set back to zero once the issue is done. It's still going on as the series was going. The Palomar and Locust runs have been collected into one-volume editions by Fantagraphics, though sadly not every single story of these runs are within these volumes. The original volume one run is contained both in a 15-volume paperback library and even a seven-volume mass market paperback series by Fantagraphics. Edited segments of the Palomar and Maggie segments are contained in four hardcovers. So, for those that don't want to have to run around trying to find the TPs, you have that option to look for the four hardcovers. Now, the news stories are currently contained in seven annual trade paperbacks. This is interesting more on a, on a cultural level about trying to find for mass media. Several attempts have been made in to try to make Love and Rockets into a movie or television series, but sadly, for the longest time, the movie rights were held up in litigation. Recently, though, in 2013, Gilbert announced in Toronto that a deal was made to make a movie out of his Palomar Saga and that he was currently writing the script for it. As far as updates since then, I've not been able to find anything new about that, but that could just mean that he's still working hard on the script, and hopefully we can see something on the big screen anytime soon. Good for them, that's awesome. Exactly. Especially in this day and age in which more indie stuff is getting to the big screen. You gotta love it. But anyway, let's look more in depth at these brothers that are responsible for this series. Los Bros Hernandez. Three brothers, basically. You have Mario, you have Gilbert, and you have Jaime. Now, they're comic book creators, writers, artists, and cartoonists. They're most famously known for their love and rocket sagas that they have been writing and drawing for nearly the last 35 years. Now, initially, they self-published the series in 1981 until it was picked up by Fantagraphic Comics, and much of their inspiration for the series was drawn from mainstream and underground comics, punk rock, as well as Mexican-American cultural norms. Now, the interesting thing about these brothers is they say that a lot of their inspiration growing up is the punk rock underground lifestyle in fact even in interviews that are recorded about these brothers they said they never really identified with the geek crowd as opposed to the mainstream crowd they were more like the underground punk rock crowd which kind of brings a new element if you really think about it into the uh, indie comics medium and it shows in just how they were writing the series. All of them were voracious comic book readers growing up, and they were encouraged by their mother to be so, to pursue their love of them since she was also a comic book fan herself. Which has just got to be the most awesome thing ever. How else would he explain being able to get into that unless your mother was really encouraging you along? Now Gilbert, who is the middle sibling of the three, attributes his influences in the artistic medium to people like luminaries like Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, as well as Hank Ketchum. And is even credited punk rock with giving him the confidence to start drawing his own comics now that's pretty interesting inspiration right there Jaime attributes much of his influences to Kirby and Ketchum as well but he also talks about the likes of Dan DiCarlo uh, Alex Toth Charles Schultz and even Jesse March so you got a lot of good luminaries that are that are influencing these guys right here that came to fruition in the 80s now Mario who is the elder sibling I believe he eventually as he grew older and veered off toward his own ambitions while the younger brothers Gilbert and Jaime continued on with the book and continued their collaborations together and they've been doing so ever since even to this day now Love and Rockets got its kickoff when Mario announced noticed that his younger brothers were creating and helped get the first issue self-published from there it was sold at an at 1982 San Diego comic-con by mail order and even sent an issue to the Comics Journal whom gave the book great praise and wound up having its publishing company, Fantagraphics, offer to republish the brothers' work. That's pretty awesome. Which is something back in that time was almost unheard of for an underground comic book series. All three brothers were hired by a Toronto-based comic book publisher known as Vortex Comics in 1984 to help pen and draw issues of an ongoing which was called Mr. X. Now, the first issues were drawn and penned by the brothers, but they left after the first four issues due to alleged non-payment of their work, and then went back to Love and Rockets. As Love and Rockets continued, however, Mario's involvement in the sibling project grew uh, more and more sporadic, with family and father responsibilities taking precedence. A natural thing. Obviously, he's becoming a family man now, so he can't really commit to it as much as he did, but eventually leads to Gilbert and Jaime being more the team-up that they are in helming the ongoing. He would continue, though, Mario, that is, continue to do the occasional covers, and even collaborated with Gilbert to do a series called Citizen Rex. Jaime and Gilbert have done work for other companies as well. The latter, Gilbert collaborating with Peter Baggy for a series called Yeah! for DC back in 1999, and Jaime uh, doing various DC projects, but also providing artwork for The New Yorker, for Michelle Shocked, and album covers for various bands, a lot of them punk rock, which is no surprise. They have garnered numerous awards for their work on Love and Rockets, including Kirby Awards, Inkpots, Harvey's, Fellow Awards from United Artists, Ignaz, Penn Centers, and even, to Jaime's credit, an Eisner, which is pretty much you know the academies of all comics right now. Oh, there. yeah. Uh, to, I mean, to get an Eisner, that's the, the equal of getting an Academy Award for if, you're, if you're an actor, so that is a high honor right there. Now, the brothers have been named as one of Time Magazine's top 100 Next Wave storytellers back in 2009. Jaime was given praise for his work on on Ghost of Hoppers as one of Publisher Weekly's best comic books of 2006. Gilbert, on the other hand, is also co-creator with his wife of The Naked Cosmos, which is a low-budget TV series. Huh, that's awesome. In and all, wait so, wait. so the one thing was the the Ghost of Hoppers. So that's the one that got him the award. Uh, the, well, that was what garnered them Publisher Weekly's one of published a week these best comic books of 2006 as well as actual prizes i'm not sure what they were able to get with that but i believe most of their work that they've gotten their awards for has been for love and rockets that's like their magnum opus that's awesome they 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 are just more well known for that they put so much work into it i mean it is recognized now it is up there and all los bros hernandez represents an alternative to the indie circuit for bringing what might otherwise have been considered a marginal underground work to the forefront and with their work represents a subculture of independent comics that is becoming increasingly popular nowadays. Because you see a lot more artists nowadays in the independent circuit are going the way that they once did and, you know, start to self-publish and get themselves out there. And it's especially easy with things like web comics nowadays for them to put their work out there on the internet. I think a lot of it has to do with these brothers getting on the mainstream, well, not the mainstream, but getting out there with their particular comic and becoming well-known and bringing something that, Otherwise, might have just been an obscure comic that, had it not been picked up by Fantagraphics, we would probably never even know about nowadays. But because someone gave them a chance, we have their everlasting legacy right there. And I think that's just amazing. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other shows and offerings available on iTunes and Podbean.com. Rate and review us. And please send any comments or questions to GrandGeekGathering at gmail.com. Stay updated and informed by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch TV. This show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Have a great weekend, GGG. Los Bros Hernandez.